And now a lot of times people say prophecy simply is preaching or teaching, and that's incorrect because the Word of God does not say that. Welcome to today's teaching on Today Forward. As we understand all that God has provided for us, we can learn how to put our past behind us and move today forward. And now here's Mitch and Terry. Terry, we've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit. We've covered wisdom, knowledge, discernment, faith, healing, miracles, discerning of spirits. And now we're going to cover a prophecy. In 1 Corinthians 12, 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Paul wanted us to have an understanding of spiritual gifts. New American Standard says, I do not want you to be unaware. These gifts are real. And they were operating in this early church in Corinth. The Spirit was flowing. And they were getting caught up in, the, in a fleshly realm and not staying in tune with the Holy Spirit and what all the Holy Spirit had for them. So Paul was just instructing them and explaining these gifts like we're trying to explain today. And the best way to do that is just to read the Word and meditate on it, all the while being led by the Holy Spirit. In verse 7, Paul is instructing the church how this will operate. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Verse 7 in the Amplified says it this way, But to each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. To each one, the evidence, the spiritual illumination of the Spirit for good and profit. That's for everyone. The Holy Spirit is for everyone who believes. And everyone can and will receive revelation. This is what Paul is instructing them on, that the revelation they will be receiving, they can reveal it to the church in an orderly manner. That's correct. So let's turn to uh, chapter 14, because it really does explain to us in 1 Corinthians 14 how this all operates in our, in our life and how it operates in the church. So I'll be reading from 1 Corinthians 14, the first verse. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. Paul's instructing the church to pursue spiritual gifts, to pursue prophesying, not to despise it, not to say it's been done away with, because that's the common teaching today is that prophecy has been done away with. And now a lot of times people say we use prophecy simply as preaching or teaching, and that's incorrect because the Word of God does not say that. We're encouraged to prophesy. Exactly. Because prophecy simply means speaking forth the things of God. If I read this in the Amplified we're going to be able to get a little broader view of what you just said, because you nailed it. But it says here in verse 1, Eagerly pursue and seek to acquire this love. Pursue love is how this verse starts out. Make it your aim, your greatest quest, and earnestly desire and cultivate these spiritual endowments, these gifts. Cultivate them, especially that you may prophesy. Interpret the divine will and purpose in inspired preaching and teaching. 
So the prophecy is to inspire preaching and teaching. It's just not about the preaching and the teaching. The prophesying brings it about. Can I say that? Sure. It's just not about the teaching and the preaching. It's, it begins with the prophecy. It begins with prophesying. Because God is revealing something to you to minister to the, the body of Christ. It's a gift from God through the Holy Spirit. He's telling you what you need to be instructing the church for a certain situation for that day or the direction of the church. That's exactly right. And it's always edifying and encouraging, building up the body. All of these gifts, there's so much in them, but we always want to go back to the simplicity of the Holy Spirit wanting to move in our lives. And us becoming aware of these gifts, not being ignorant of them, but seeking after them as the Holy Spirit moves. And applying those gifts in a proper context. Yes. This is what Paul is instructing. He's instructing the church to apply them in a proper context. In prophecy, if we can really keep this in mind, because we're really going to emphasize this, is prophecy is... Speaking forth the things of God. God has something he wants to tell us. He wants to reveal something to us. This is where a word of knowledge comes into play, isn't it, Terry? We receive a word of knowledge from God to speak forth to the body of Christ. This is why preaching and teaching, you prepare to do that, don't you? Yes. You, you make an outline, you do all those things. But prophecy while you're teaching and, and teaching the congregation or preaching to the congregation, we have to remember, we do not want to be so in tune with our notes. And God may have given you those notes, but during the course of your teaching and preaching, you want to be open to the Holy Spirit wanting to reveal something to you and therefore speaking it forth to the congregation. Also, a person who's listening may receive a word of knowledge at that point in time that needs to be spoken to the church for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Because the Lord doesn't just work with the preacher or teacher or the evangelist. He works with every believer. And so everything should be done in order. The problem the church runs into, Terry, I believe, we've become so formal that we have quenched the Holy Spirit. What we have been doing is we have a bulletin And we go step by step down this bulletin. Well, this morning we're going to start off with singing, praise, and worship. Then we're going to go to prayer. Then we're going to go to offering. Then we're going to go to communion. Now it's time for the preaching. And by doing those things, if you're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit during that whole entire time, if you're just relying upon this bulletin, you're going to miss what the Lord really wants to say. What we're wanting to do is not quench the Holy Spirit. We're wanting the Holy Spirit to flow. We're not wanting our carnal thinking to hinder the Holy Spirit. I see what you're saying, and and I really, I'm really trying to grasp it because we do come together as a body sometime in a fleshly state. Okay, I'm, I'm here today. I've done my duty. I've come to church, and I brought my tithe. And all of those things are good. But if it's done out of the flesh, it's filthy rags. 
That's what Paul is telling us here, teaching us about these gifts, this gift of prophecy. It's open to all of us as the person who's teaching brings a word from God. That's prophecy. It's, it's the Holy Spirit of God flowing through you to advance the kingdom. We try to box it up. You know, prophecy is this, but it's not. It's just the Holy Spirit of God flowing out of us. You know, I was just thinking, you know, if, if we just left everything up to the preacher, thinking he's the only one that can hear from God, we're just sitting there in the pew, and we're not learning to hear from the Holy Spirit. We're just sitting there like robots, listening, and letting it go in one ear and out the other, and not realizing I have the same ability the pastor has. I have the same gifts. We all have the gifts of the Spirit living within us. And the Lord may have something He wants revealed to the church. Now, you may not reveal what you've received during the time when the preacher's preaching. You may not want to reveal it at that point in time, but maybe afterwards, and then it can be shared with the congregation. But we're not just to be sitting in a pew and just listening and not meditating upon the Word of God and trying to hear from the Holy Spirit. What do you have for me? What revelation do you have for me? What direction do you want me to go? I know what you're saying exactly. I've sat in, I've sat in a chair and awesome teachers, and sometimes it's like, well, I know this. I've heard this before. And if I stop myself and I'm saying, no, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to learn from hearing this again? And then it'll open up. Oh, I missed this the last time. That's how, that's how it happens. We have to understand that when somebody speaks forth the things of God, when God reveals something to an individual and he speaks it forth, that it will bear witness with our spirit, whether it's truth or a lie. Man, that's it. That's why when someone is preaching or teaching or someone's saying something, you perk right up and you, your spirit perks up within you. It goes to the brain. You're saying, wow, I needed to hear this. And what we need to do is realize this is from God, and I need to pay attention because he's wanting to tell me something. But if you've come in that fleshly realm just to fulfill an obligation, you're not going to hear any of that. Because you've quenched the Spirit. Yes. At that point in time. You're in, you're in the flesh. That's right. <laughs> you're not paying attention. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, this really bears it out what we're talking about. Verse 19. I'm going to start with verse 16. Rejoice always, praying without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Where's your mind at at that point in time? <laughs> You're focused all the time on the Lord at this yeah, point in time, aren't that's you? That's right. So therefore, the Holy Spirit can minister to you. Exactly. Because you're tuned in. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. You've got to let him come in. You gotta ask him. He's not gonna come blasting in on you and say, You gotta hear this. He's given us that free will. And so if we're meditating upon the things of God and we're praising God, so here's where worship comes in. When you're praising and worshiping God, are you just mouthing the words? Are you praying and rejoicing to the Lord with your singing? Are you praising God? Are you in tune with the Holy Spirit on what he may be trying to reveal to you at that point in time? I receive a lot of revelation when I'm praising the Lord. A key word will come to my mind, and I'll be talking to the Lord about it. 
So I'm in tune with the Holy Spirit. This is beginning to prepare me to receive something from God. I'm beginning to be in tune. I'm recognizing the Holy Spirit working in my mind at this point in time. And if you can recognize that our enemy is always trying to distract us, so if he can get a thought in in your head like, man, it's getting hot in this praise and worship. You know, I'm starting to sweat a little bit or something. I'm getting uncomfortable. That's a distraction from the flesh. Or if I do not like that song they're singing. There you go. There's another one. (laughs) Yeah. You know, all those little distractions. But we need to focus in on God. Even if you don't care for that song or whatever the case may be, you need to focus in on God because this is why we're at church, is to focus in on God and to listen to the Holy Spirit, what he may have to say, what the preacher may have to say to us. All those things. And that's why we want to carry that lesson with us as we go. Not just when we're gathered as a body of believers, praising the Lord and seeking something from the message. But you can go saying, Lord, I really didn't quite get what was all going on there. But I know it's good because it's from you. You're a good God. I'm going to trust you that somewhere along the line in the next day or two or three or whenever it is, maybe next week, maybe next year, it'll come alive because the Spirit of God in me knows all things. Terry, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16, 17, 18, the verses we just read, do you realize that's preparing you? He's telling us this is how you can hear from the Holy Spirit. Because the next verse, verse 19, he says, do not quench the Holy Spirit. So if I'm not praising and worshiping and rejoicing in the Lord, I'm going to quench the Holy Spirit. The word quenching means it talks about your fleshly mind. Your mind, your flesh is what quenches the Holy Spirit. So therefore, the moment I quench the Holy Spirit, the moment I quench the Holy Spirit by being in my flesh, I'm not going to be able to respond to verse 20. Do not despise prophecies. I won't hear any prophecies because I won't be hearing from God because of my fleshly thinking. But if I'm doing verses 16, 17, and 18, praying and rejoicing in the Lord, I will not quench the Holy Spirit. I will not despise prophecies. In verse 21, after I hear the prophecy, we're instructed to test it. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. We are to test what we hear, whether it's from God or not, because it goes right back to our other point. The words that are being spoken will bear witness to our spirit, whether it's a truth or a lie. And I think that's what the point I was trying to make a little bit ago is that as you trust the Holy Spirit to reveal this to you, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to test it, and the Holy Spirit will make it come alive in you When you need it, it might not be that very moment, but the Holy Spirit of God knows all things and he'll reveal it to you, that revelation knowledge, at the very moment you need it. Maybe you've forgot about the message, but you've asked the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you. You don't quite understand what's all been said. So three days later, four days later, You've gotten busy with life, and all of a sudden, that Holy Spirit of God inside you brings it forth. And you go, oh, that's what that prophecy was all about. And it's teaching me, 
and it's leading and guiding me into that peace of God that passes all understanding. God is so good. He wants all of this for us. We've been given these awesome gifts so that we can draw near to him. That's it. So we can draw near to him. This is what we're wanting to grow into. This is why we're teaching on the gifts of the Spirit. So people have an understanding of what they now have in Christ once they were born again. When they were born again, they received the Spirit of God. This is the character of God. We have the fruit of the Spirit within us. Galatians 5, and 23, the fruit of the Spirit of God lives within each and every one of us. The very nature of God. Wow. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the gifts of the Spirit live within each and every believer. Terry, if we can ever get in our mind, we have the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit living within us. We've been equipped now to renew our mind to the things we have. We have a spiritual awakening now. Spirit, soul, and body. Because if we go on and read here in verse 23 in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And he has. He has sanctified us completely once we were born again by the Spirit of God. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We now have a spiritual awakening. Our spirit has been renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Our soulish realm is now going to be healed. Healing begins to take place within our soulish realm, in our mind, will, and emotions, and imagination. As we read the Word and seek Him, that healing process begins. It does. And the Holy Spirit, as we seek Him and read the Word, the Holy Spirit will give you prophecy to give you life, to heal you spiritually, physically, emotionally. Therefore, your body falls in line because you no longer have stress in your life and healing begins to take place in your body. Where the things that were causing you anxiety and turmoil, you're now set free. You are this new creation in Christ. In this spirit realm, you've been totally transformed into the very nature of God. And it's no longer you that live, but Christ that lives in you. The nature of God is in you. And you do all this by the faith of the Son of God who loved you and gave himself for you. That's Galatians 2.20. This new creation that's in us, this Holy Spirit is wanting to overwhelm our minds, will, and emotion, and our flesh realm. So, Terry, why wouldn't he want to speak to us? Why would he not want to reveal things to us when we're worshiping him? Oh, he wants to reveal so much to us. He wants us to have spiritual life. He wants us to grow. He wants us to have victory in our life. He wants the church to be in tune with him. This is why a lot of churches are, are dying, because they're not in tune with the Holy Spirit. They've quenched the Holy Spirit of God. They've been saying things have been done away with. The gifts have been done away with. And they've quenched the Holy Spirit. They've restricted by accomplishing things in the flesh. And consequently, they feel good, but there's no power. How can a church go a certain direction if you're not receiving a word from God? It'll be the wrong direction. You're just assuming things then. Yes. I'm assuming God wants me to do this. I'm assuming God wants me to do this or that. Mitch, I really think that there's a lot of people who... Uh, are in ministry 
for any number of reasons that haven't been taught to listen to the Holy Spirit of God. They may be born again and their intentions may be pure, but they've never been taught to tune in to all they have. And we're just talking about prophecy. Have they ignored words that have been spoken over them? That's good. Have you ignored words that were spoken over you because you did not either recognize the Holy Spirit talking to you or you believe it doesn't operate this way any longer? You can't see that happening in the flesh realm. Terry, I think all we're trying to say to the listeners is don't restrict God. Don't restrict Him. If you don't want to believe this, that's fine, but you're missing out, I'm telling you. We do not want to miss God. Man, Mitch, that's... I want to know the direction for the ministry we're doing here, Terry, don't that's you? That's right. I don't want to miss it. I, I, I just don't want to do anything that's not from Him. And we test everything that we talk about, that we say, okay, I feel God has given me a word of knowledge about something for the direction of the ministry, that we should do this or do that. We test it to see whether it adds up to the Word of God. In fact, we're associating with people who are spiritually led as well, and we test it with them as well. We bring it to them as well, don't we? Absolutely. To see if we're deviating, going left or right. And we're asking them, is God telling you anything? And we're measuring it against the Word of God and the revelation they receive as well. These are all tools we use to direct the church and to give us edification, exhortation, and comfort in the body of Christ. We only want to do our Heavenly Father's will. We only want to say what the Holy Spirit wants us to say. Now, we don't do it perfectly, but that's our heart, and the Lord knows our hearts, and that's why we, we seek counsel from other people. We seek it from each other, yes, but from other people, too. We want the body of Christ to operate the way God wants us to. The way the early church operated. Absolutely. Do you think every one of those folks had a Bible? No. They did not. So therefore, they received revelation from God, and it was borne out by the Old Testament, the checks and balances, and what Jesus had taught them. And did they get off? Yes. That's why Paul wrote to the Corinthians here. They were messing up. But they were flowing in the gifts. They just needed some direction. That's what we want to do today. We want to direct people back to the Word of God, knowing that this Word is alive, it's powerful, and it's for us today. Everything that is written in the Word of God is God-breathed. Terry, the fallacy is thinking that when the Bible was put together, that God quit speaking through us through the gifts of the Spirit. There's nothing in the Word of God that tells us this. Nothing. All I'm trying to say, and I think all you're trying to say to the listeners, is don't restrict God. Have an open mind. And ask the question, God, do you still function this way today as you did 2,000 years ago? Ask the Holy Spirit what He wants to reveal to me to the listener as I'm listening to this recording. Yes, precisely. It's the Holy Spirit. We're trying to... Is this a truth or a lie? Yeah. What are these guys saying? And we're just 
We're just seeking God, trying to help people to to grasp this awesome gift that we feel in us. It's not going to do them a bit of good if they hear it and say, well, that's really cool for those guys, until they ask the Holy Spirit, reveal this to me. We're asking folks to begin to rely on hearing from the Holy Spirit. Not just what I've been taught, but question. Test the word that you're hearing. Does it line up with the Word of God? That's it. And when you read the Word of God, there's nothing in there that tells us that the gifts were done away with, or when the Bible comes, there's nothing even says there's the Bible's coming. We've pulled one verse out of the Bible in 1 Corinthians 13 to support a doctrine. By supporting this doctrine, we've quenched the Holy Spirit of God. That's why you always want to read the Word in context. As you read Scripture, there's always something that's the Holy Spirit is trying to reveal to you because this Word of God is alive and He wants you to grow daily and progress. So when you read something and it doesn't quite, you know, make sense to you, read it in context. Read the whole chapter. Read the whole book. Get a better understanding. We have to understand God's purpose. Sure. We have to understand that I am now a spiritual being. I belong to God, and God's going to communicate through me through the Spirit. He wants that relationship with you that shows forth His power, His gifts, His beauty, His love. All of that, Mitch. All of that. (laughs) That's in us. In my flesh, I'm just, how can I convey this to people? And I can't. But I can let the Holy Spirit articulate the words and bring me the thoughts it goes right back to first thessalonians yes. chapter 5 where we test what's being spoken that's why we tell our listeners when you hear something don't take our word for it go to the word see what the word says and let the holy spirit of god reveal it to you first corinthians chapter 14 verse 31 For you can all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be encouraged. This is what we're talking about. This is why we're not to despise prophecy. And I want to leave the listener with this. Verse 39. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly, desire earnestly to prophesy. Wow. I want to speak forth the things of God. I want the Holy Spirit to flow through me. I want the Holy Spirit to flow through the listeners right now. Right now, they're receiving a word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit. They're receiving a word, either of edification, where the Lord wants to build them up for their spiritual growth. He's wanting to open their mind. An exhortation. He's wanting to reveal something to them. He's wanting to teach them. Why? Because he wants a relationship with us, with all of us. And my goodness, Terry, he wants to comfort us. He wants to stand alongside us. He wants to reveal, I have all this for you. Just begin to believe and receive. Receive right now the words that have been spoken.